0: Alright, we're doing it. We're recording. This is uh, the, uh, I guess, first episode of our uh, the podcast, The Silver Screen. Thanks for uh, coming by and listening. Uh, this is tentatively called Episode Zero because this is basically going to be a test run for shooting a podcast. We're looking into doing a movie podcast here. So, uh, my name is Zach, uh, and I'm joined by my co-host. Tulane. Tulane. Um Actor, movie producer, extraordinaire. <laughs> um, you could say that. Yeah. So we're we're here to talk about movies, like everyone else on the internet is to talk about movies. I feel like there's dozens of these podcasts, but whatever. I want this to i I want a way to express myself and talk about films I love and things going on in the industry, and that's kind of what this is. I I need a vice, so this is what we're doing. This episode is not going to really function as a real introduction to, like, what we are and what the show probably will end up becoming as it, like, develops and morphs. Um, Like I said, this is a test episode. And what's going on in the movie world right now is movies are finally starting to reopen and come back out. Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie, is now releasing worldwide. It already is released where we are. We're in Canada. Yeah. We're not in the United States, um, so yeah. To do an opening episode, we thought let's let's talk about Christopher Nolan. Might as well Christopher Nolan movies. Um, and it'll be not not an in-depth discussion on all of the movies. Um, I've seen every single Chris Nolan movie. Uh, my partner here has seen probably half.
1: Yeah, about fifty percent.
0: Um, so I'm I want to kind of like do a quick trajectory of his career, track his movies as um he's where he is where he is now and uh his impact I'll, on the industry yeah and along the way talk about certain things there's a couple of stories that we can tell I mean more so Tulane can tell about uh, certain movies and I can talk about movies until the end of time so um yeah that's kind of where we're at so let's just get right into it with the uh the uh, first uh film Okay, so let's just get right into this here. We're uh, talking about Chris Nolan movies. Uh, Chris Nolan, I, I he, widely regarded as probably the most important and most celebrated filmmaker in probably the 21st century. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. There, one of at least. There's no one who's really revered nearly as much. Maybe David Fincher, maybe Quentin Tarantino. Those are like his contemporaries. But he is really considered by many to be like, like a, the bastion of like modern modern filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I agree to an extent. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to piss off the Nolan heads listening to this. And and I like Christopher Nolan a lot. I have a complicated relationship with. I've talked to you many times about my complicated relationship with Christopher Nolan's movies. I'm very outspoken about it. Yeah. But. He, he's a very interesting and his career is very interesting and particularly his his first movie following is a very interesting movie, uh, made for $6,000. Uh, he shot it on weekends, uh, with just friends for like a year, um, submitted it to multiple film festivals and it was a hit. It was a hit at the film festivals. It wasn't necessarily a box office hit, but it definitely launched his career, um, and it's it's a great movie i really like following it's um it's super it's super amateur and super rough around the edges but it already what's interesting about following is you can watch that movie and see the trajectory of where his career is already going to go it already has like all of the the hallmarks of
1: christopher nolan
0: yeah he's got like the the well-dressed protagonist everyone's always yeah. in a suit in his movie that even it has a non-linear narrative the, the protagonist doesn't have a name which is a, a theme that even in his most recent movie, Tenet, yeah. that is a thing. Yeah. So that it's it's an interesting movie. It's though I don't actually consider it in my head canon, his like first movie, his next movie, Memento, is I think one of the greatest uh directorial debuts that any director has had. Um and as much as I do really like following, I almost view that as like
1: a, a, a warm up film.
0: Yeah, and a little experiment. He like it was made for six thousand dollars and Memento was an actual Hollywood Hollywood film. Yeah, uh, you haven't seen Memento, so I don't want to get into it because you actually should watch Memento should. and uh, not be spoiled. So yes. great, uh, great movie about Guy Pierce trying to solve his wife's murder, wives his wife's murder. Um, uh, but he can't form new memories, and so he has to try and solve the murder without remembering anything. And uh, that's all I will say there because it is it's a pretty great movie um <clears throat> then moving on from that he had insomnia which is a remake of a 1997 swedish film i believe called insomnia as well um directed by uh, i think his name is victor goldberg it's a swedish name so it's a little bit difficult for me to pronounce sorry if i butchered that um it's it's starring al pacino it's a crime movie Uh, And it's probably the most straightforward of his movies. It's pretty overlooked, I think, in the canon of Christopher Nolan movies. Um, It's the just a a cop goes to um, um, Al Pacino plays a cop who goes to Alaska to solve a murder. Um, And in Alaska, the sun never sets this time of year. So he's trying to solve the murder, but he can't fall asleep because the sun never sets. And then again, you haven't seen Insomnia, so I don't want to go into it. But yes, I I guess I will say hijinks ensue. Um, from there on out, yep. um, like I said, most overlooked in his filmography, it's not a bad movie. In fact, it's actually a pretty good movie, but, um, it doesn't have really many of the, the, the things that he's known for. It doesn't have, uh, like a weird structure or any kind of like time bending. It's just a straightforward crime detective movie. Oh, okay. Um, but it is still very good. It's, but yeah, it's easily the most overlooked. Um, Nolan film. Yeah. And then on, he went like supernova, basically because his next movie after that was Batman Begins, mm-hmm. which is a pretty important movie. I would say if you're talking about superhero movies, um, it's the birth of the dark and gritty superhero movie. Like that's but beyond that, there were not dark and gritty superhero movies. The last Batman movie was, I believe, Batman Forever. I don't know all the I can't remember all the Joel Schumacher movies but nothing absolutely nothing like what batman begins is very cheesy very campy kind of bad but also kind of fun to watch yeah. and he reimagines batman for i guess a modern age i don't love batman begins i think it's a pretty good movie um i don't have much to say about it uh yeah you've never even seen it i don't nope, think I haven't yeah seen that one. so i'm just gonna completely move on next I movie seen
1: the prestige either
0: yeah, so The Prestige is also an interesting movie because I have seen The Prestige, but I haven't seen The Prestige in a very long time, and I didn't go back and revisit it. This past like, week and a half or so, I've been re-watching a lot of Chris Nolan movies. Yeah. I watch, w- watched Following Memento and Interstellar and things like that, but I didn't watch The Prestige, mostly because I'm a cheap bastard and I didn't want to pay $5 to rent it, and I don't own it. So <laughs> I didn't revisit The Prestige. And I'm sorry for people who are Prestige fans. I know that Prestige is considered uh, one of his best films, or his best film by many. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Gonna move on from the speech into movies that we've both seen.
1: Yeah, this is like the start of the Nolan era that I've been a part of. And... Or, see, watched.
0: Yeah, with The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um... Uh which is a, a great movie. I feel like that it's, it's not a controversial opinion, but it almost feels like it is in this day and age. Cause there's, yeah. there is kind of like there, there's always like backlash and pushback to th- things that are popular. Um, and yep. even though I don't think it's one of the best movies ever made, I, I do think it is the most important pop culture moment in the two thousands. It was like, uh, it was huge. Yeah obviously was super impactful because of the tragic death of Heath Ledger before the movie came out. But then it was just a huge, it's, it's really hard to describe what like the dark Knight, it was. A, it was like, it was a thing. I remember yeah. very vividly, even though I was pretty young, pretty young. I was younger when the movie had come out. And, uh, yeah. Um, it first
1: changed the theaters and cinema for forever. Yeah. With the IMAX camera and like, yeah. Big Hollywood movie releases and everything. Yeah. Changed it.
0: First movie to be shot on, on IMAX. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty, uh, pretty big. Um, yeah. Dark Knight, Dark Knight's great. Ob- obviously we re- we revisited it the other night. Yeah. And, uh, obviously it's not flawless. There were, we were nitpicking some things. I'm pretty outspoken against Christian Bale's vocal choices. It's yeah, a little, he's not great. <laughs> it's a, it's a choice. It's, it's a choice. <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, you can't deny it. it's The Dark Knight. It's cliche, but it's The Dark Knight. It's a, yeah. it is a really great movie and maybe his best. It's not my favorite. I have a, I have a favorite coming up soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's The Dark Knight. Obviously, following up Dark Knight, um, It's Inception, which yeah. is, we both just revisited because there was the 10th anniversary screenings going yeah. on. We went to go see it. Um, you like Inception more than than I do. I I'm do. I'm a little I'm a little not cold on Inception. Inception's very fun. Um, do you do you have anything to say?
1: Yeah, I think I I think I like Inception's concept, and I think Inception's held together better than a lot of his other movies have on rewatch.
0: Tenant review coming soon. <laughs> yeah,
1: Tenet, yeah. Um, we'll have to rewatch Tenet because I need to take it in again we'll
0: we'll get to Tenet, but
1: but i've seen inception like probably five times and i i feel like it's held up and feels like a new film every time i watch it
0: see i only saw inception once when it had initially come out and i liked it um and then the second time watching it ever was when we saw in the theater uh last week yeah um yeah and it's a it's a it's a really fun really interesting movie but This is what I mean by my complex relationship with Chris Nolan is for everything that he has going for him in his movies, I feel like there are
1: a few little things that 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 pull it back that
0: that are pull it that pull it back. And even though, yes, I'm not one of those people who doesn't who thinks Inception is hard to follow. I I don't think it's hard to follow, but there are there are things in it that still don't really make any sense to me. Um, some of them are nitpicks. and I'm not going to just like sit here and nitpick inception, but
1: the one thing for me about inception is the top spinning at the end. I don't see the need. For yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The so one thing that that's, I just...
0: that is what, that is what I said when we walked out of it yeah. is I don't understand the, the ambiguity of the final shot.
1: Yeah. It's or, not needed. I don't think,
0: I don't think it's needed, especially in the rules of the film. If the, uh, in the rules of the dream, if the, top that he has wobbles, yep. he's not in a dream. And, and it, it wobbles. It wobbles. But then it cuts and it makes you think that, and question
1: whether or not it falls over. And it kind of cheapens the ending to me. Because when in the ending, I felt, I was questioning it anyways. Mm-hmm. I was already being like, I wonder if this is real or if they're in a dream. Mm-hmm. And then I have my opinion that obviously I think they're in reality. Yeah, me too. But it makes you question it. Yeah. But it does it by itself. It doesn't need the top spinning and like potentially falling for me to think that like and to question everything that's going on
0: yeah so this is what i i when i said earlier i don't want to piss off the nolan fans like when i say that he is revered he is absolutely revered yeah. And I don't, to, I don't want to bum this is our first episode i don't want to turn everyone against us but um yeah little weird issues especially as we move forward um, to the only movie that I actively do not like, you like it. I like it. I do not like it. I do. N- and it's the dark Knight rises. Um, I do not like this movie. I rewatched it earlier this year when I was in a lockdown. I actually rewatched all the, the Batman movies. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I really, I really don't like this movie. I, I don't want to sit here and and rail on it though. So what do you, what do you like about it?
1: I don't think it's like the best movie ever, but I think as far as like a big I saw it in theaters and it was like a big movie that came out. I found it super entertaining to go watch. Mm-hmm. I thought the theater experience was great. I've watched it a couple times, rewatched it on like Netflix or wherever it's been streaming and it doesn't hold up at home whatsoever uh-huh. for me it's like it was a great big theater like an entertaining thing uh-huh. but it wasn't much
0: more than that well did you when you rewatch it do you realize that there's a there's a scene where catwoman and batman are fighting a bunch of goons and this they clearly miscommunicate with one of the stuntmen and one of the goons just falls to the ground when no one punches him he acts yeah. like he's getting punched and he he falls that's i mean that's yeah. that's that's a, a nitpick. nitpick but like yeah it's i don't know not his best for sure so yeah tom hardy is just like bruce wayne uh christian bale's bruce wayne batman voice it's a choice the tom hardy i think it's a little better it's a choice than christians a little bit it's yes they're i would say they're both equally as funny though to me i think they're equally as both pretty laughable as hilarious Uh, yeah, there are a lot of nitpicks that I don't want to just sit here and nitpick the movie, but when I saw it the first time I didn't go see it in the theater. I don't know why I didn't go see it in the theater because I loved the previous movie. But when I eventually did watch it at home, I, I think I must've just been in that like snarky, like teenage, like whatever mindset where I was like, this movie is like, eh." and I was like pretty dismissive of it even the first time I saw it. Yeah. And then i was like i need to i should revisit it and i did revisit it and i tried to give it a a chance but i it didn't did not work um it's admirable it's like it basically feels like nolan is trying to make the biggest movie of all time
1: yeah i could i could see that
0: it's like It it got that feeling it's and but i don't think it ends up really sticking sticking the landing yeah not really. That's the only movie I get. A, I catch a lot of shit. I mean, you like to tease me. My brother likes to tease me. I get teased for not liking Nolan, but this is the only Christopher Nolan movie I don't like. Yeah. Um. So I'm 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 ten for eleven. Well, I need to watch Tenet again. <laughs> so yeah, maybe. So I'm, I'm, maybe I'm nine for ten. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. That's the Dark Knight uh, Rises. Um. Yep. Next movie, very interesting. Yep. Uh. You. I'm in it. You are in Interstellar.
1: Oscar award winning film.
0: You are. This is not a bit. Tulane is actually an interstellar. Yeah. This film was shot in uh, our province in, in uh, Canada. We live in Alberta. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you were. Yeah, a-
1: scenes in Okotoks. The baseball scenes, scene specifically. Uh-huh. And I, I played background there. I auditioned to be Matt McConaughey stand-in, but I don't look anything like Matt McConaughey. So that that never worked. But I was background for it, which was pretty interesting. Yeah. Long day hot a yeah. couple of people passed out from heat stroke but it was a good time
0: yeah um yeah um i'll i want to ask you a couple more questions about this um uh, i've asked you before because obviously when i discovered that you were in, in, in interstellar i obviously have a myriad of questions for you so you you did meet christopher nolan yes very briefly
1: very very briefly I was sitting on top of the dugout eating, like, a lunch or a snack during a break or whatever. And he just came over and was, like, chatting with a few of us for a second. And then Matt came over and needed to, like, talk about acting and work and whatnot. So then he got pulled away. So it was a very brief conversation, but kind of a cool story.
0: So Matthew McConaughey robbed you of your only chance to talk to Christopher Nolan? Pretty much. That's what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, I hold a grudge for sure. Matt,
0: what gives? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. You, If you do watch the movie... Uh...
1: It's in the 17th minute. Yeah, I remember the exact second.
0: But. I I rewatched it and I did see you in it. You're in two shots. Yeah, you're in two shots. It's in the baseball diamond sequence when the dust bowl storm comes over, over top. Yeah, over top. Um, you're wearing a, a red shirt, a burgundy shirt. It's like a I think so. It's like a burgundy shirt and a black hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of on the right side, but yeah, that's yeah. You're an interstellar, which is which is pretty cool. Did you? So you didn't see him do any directing, did you? Not really. Not no. really. Okay. Not so, really. That, that would have been that would've been pretty cool. The
1: craziest part was we were told when we got there well the movie itself had like a different picture name. So when I got there I didn't even know that it was called like Growing Flower or it, something like It that. was
0: it was yeah, something like I remember yeah. here yeah.
1: And then I got there and other people that were in the background had been there longer than I had. Yeah. I got there a little not a little late, but and uh They were saying, yeah, they saw these actors like Matthew McConaughey Uh and Timothy Chalamet and like the girl from Twilight. And I was like, what? I'm like, this is not – I didn't even know that I was going to Interstellar.
0: That secret.
1: Yeah, it was that secret. Yeah. And so we were told that like don't take photos obviously and don't tell anyone that Matthew McConaughey is here. Right. And someone leaked it to like keep their friends in Okotoks. And a whole bunch of people showed up on the side of the baseball diamond and they had to hide Matthew because uh, no. they had to get rid of everyone they because it. they couldn't film with all the people on the side.
0: Did it ruin the shoot for the day?
1: Not for the day, but like they, they handled it and just like yeah, told everyone that he's not here and whatever, whatever, and got them all to leave. But it shut us down for like two hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: That Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's the most interesting thing about this movie to me because I like this movie as well, but I don't I like it to a point and you actually don't like this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean I haven't given it like a full intense You watched watch.
0: it once when it came out.
1: Yeah, and I didn't watch it in theaters.
0: Are you in the credits? Is your name in the credits?
1: Never looked, but I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know if they put background in credits like
0: Sometimes I think you all Yes, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. That'd be a process. But I yeah, mean some of like these movie credits are
1: 200 people background there that day. That day. day.
0: Some of these movie credits go on for, like, 25 minutes, though, they so do. it wouldn't be surprising. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I revisited Interstellar because... Uh, complex feelings. That's yeah. that's me. Complex feelings. Um, and I basically like it up to the point where Matt Damon is surprisingly introduced. And then it basically loses me. Um, yeah, it felt weird. The movie also... It doesn't have... Uh, well, you could say Matthew McConaughey is a character. He is a character, and like he has character, and he has a backstory, and he has motivations, obviously. But most of the other characters are vehicles for delivering exposition or just blatantly stating grand themes. Uh, there's a very famously made fun of sequence where, um, what's her name?
1: Anne Hathaway.
0: Anne Hathaway's character states that she feels drawn across the galaxy because she's in love with someone that she hasn't seen still for years and she's like it's it's very clunky it's it doesn't really make much sense if you really try and think at least in my opinion yeah um but the technical achievement and this is where you start to get i mean every single nolan movie is basically a technical achievement absolutely um
1: and that's where it's a very complicated
0: Complicated feelings, because you you marvel at the thing. Like I, even though I I say the movie loses me once Matt Damon uh, comes into the picture, the the docking sequence uh, is like breathtaking. It's yeah. it's an incredible. Um, and after the docking sequence, it kind of loses me again because after that he gets sucked into that tesseract fourth dimension. Yeah, and he can it's even though i uh, i have a friend who is i guess he he knows a lot about uh, quantum physics i don't even i feel like an imposter even trying to like say these words yeah, um fuck.
1: i don't understand it
0: i have a friend who claims to understand the 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 science behind interstellar because there is an actual science yep. um the I don't even know if Did he
1: brings some like an actual scientist on set Kip Thorne, yeah. Kip Thorne, which
0: is actually f- interesting. My, I remember around the time the movie had come out, uh, I was visiting my grandparents, um, in Vancouver and they had talked about how they had met. My grandparents go up to this, they go fishing up in BC at some like fishing, like lodge, um, called Panask. And they talked about how they met a physicist, um, who was working on a movie, and he told me the name was Kip Thorne, and I was you met Kip Thorne, and they had dinner with Kip Thorne, Crazy. and talked about like Interstellar and the like science Small behind. World. So there is actual uh, science, but like yeah. my tiny brain cannot comprehend it. Me neither. And I've said the same thing with with Inception when people just start saying the plot to me, I like completely check out, and I and I'm really not not engaged at that point, and that's basically the ending of Interstellar. For is I yeah. I don't I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I should also say this is because when we get to the movie, there's this is gonna be the biggest and I think out of the people who've seen it, this is the biggest complaint. Nolan's sound mixing. The way Nolan decides to mix his movies with dialogue seemingly at the bottom of the mix, the sound effects and the and the musical score completely eclipses a lot of the dialogue. And this is the first, really the first movie that it's really a detriment. Um,
1: yeah. I, I disagree.
0: I. It's I, a
1: common complaint though, is the thing.
0: I agree and I disagree. and I, But I, it's a case by case basis. Yeah. I think it's a case by case basis. I think it's
1: even like a scene by scene basis. Could be, yeah. Because that's, there's, yeah, that's fair. there's always words in movies that don't need to be heard. Yeah. But the problem is, Sometimes
0: words that need to be heard in his films, you just can't hear. You just, them. You just can't hear. Yeah. Um, backtracking slightly, that was a complaint in The Dark Knight Rises, and that's yeah. why Bane sounds so out of.
1: Oh, yeah, they had to re record it. They re recorded right? all of
0: his dialogue because they had mixed it normally as he would want it, and everyone was like, I don't understand a single thing he's saying. So they actually. Now if you watch the movie it almost works less because he doesn't sound like he's in any of the scenes he's in because it, it sounds almost, it just, just like sounds re-recorded. It sounds re-recorded. Um so yeah, it's not a huge detriment in Interstellar but there are a lot of like moments where like the musical score is just like booming and there's people talking and you're just kind of like what? Yeah. What are you what are you saying? Um and we did read something
1: I think it was last night that the sound mixer said on Reddit or something like yeah, that? yeah, there was an AMA post where on his Reddit. is like Nolan's intent is to have like a fully immersive experience he, where you're just like drawn in, and he and, wants
0: you to feel like you have to actively engage. Yes, in the in the film, or, in the film, that's,
1: like what he said, and I think that they accomplished that in a lot of ways with their sound mixing, and I think that his sound mixing specifically works really well in big theaters, but I just wish. That like it would let the important plot moments that are like described through words, yeah, stand out. Stand out exactly because it's his movies are hard to follow already, <laughs>
0: yeah. and
1: you need you need some dialogue in there occasionally to to connect the dots for you. Yeah, so it's I love it because I love I well like, when we we're sitting in tenant like two days ago now, I was like pumped having like this on, un- I needed to go to the bathroom. And I hated the fact that I had to get up,
0: get up, but I know you I'd left be- and I was like, you're going to be
1: so lost when you come yeah. back. <laughs> and I felt like, I felt like I knew what was going on, but it's tough because the sound mix. Makes- yeah, we'll get into tenant more in a minute. But yeah. It's definitely, I think it would be, st- I think people assume that what he's doing is unintentional.
0: Yeah. It's absolutely intentional. It's
1: absolutely intentional. And that's, what makes me think that it could be improved on just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So after Interstellar um, is Dunkirk. Um, and I said that my favorite Nolan movie is coming up. Uh, this is This is my favorite Nolan movie. I think it's one of the best movies of the decade. I think it's one of the best war movies ever made. You're thinking... I know you have you have thoughts. Yeah. Um,
1: I totally agree with what you're saying, but I think it could have been considered the best movie and been considered the best war movie mm-hmm. if he would have used some tools that were available to him.
0: Yes. Uh, but it doesn't take away from how great the movie is. No. I
1: just think it could have added another layer.
0: No. There are... There's not a single Nolan movie, despite how much I really do love this movie. There, there is not a single Nolan movie that doesn't have an aspect that I'm, like, like scratching my head yeah. and being like, why? I, I've said this many times. He gets in his own way, especially yeah. in more recent years. I find that he gets in his own way. Um, Dunkirk, I think, is, like, the perfect pinnacle of his career. It's, he's working with his traditional, like, playing with time. With yep. the with the three with the three structures, yep. the score, which is like one of the best scores, not only is the score just a great score, but it's actually interwoven into the structure of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it's the one time his sound mixing, his like insane sound mixing, where you can't hear anything. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, it's also the one time where his characters that aren't characters, they're just vehicles for the movie to follow makes sense yeah no there it's 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 i wish he would make movies like uh, this the whole time like i was like why haven't you been making movies like this yeah because it really is kind of incredible how well it works out yeah um and to circle back to what you're saying about he doesn't use all the tools that are just on the table uh this movie is is pretty technically brilliant and one of the, one of the most like technically brilliant movies I've ever seen. But there are just, there are some moments like the fact that they, Nolan wanted to shoot in the actual town of Dunkirk. Yeah. In France,
1: which doesn't look anything like it did.
0: Uh, no, uh, won't surprise you to realize that the entire city was destroyed (laughs) in world war two. Um, and so the city does not look anything like it used to. It looks like a modern day city. Yeah. Um, and so even though i love the look of the movie especially that opening sequence where in the street and the papers are falling down yeah. and it looks it's so look, looks so good oh, i forgot about that scene it's a great it's a great opening great sequence opening. in reality the street would be completely bombed to shit the yep. buildings would not be intact and the beach would be packed there are, like, a, a couple thousand people tops, maybe even and less. most of
1: them are just, like, styrofoam cardboard cutouts. Cutouts. I mean.
0: If you, like, really look, you yeah. can tell. Especially there are some vehicles that are just very obviously cardboard. Yeah. Um,
1: but it doesn't need to be.
0: It do, and it doesn't need to be.
1: You can use... He, do, he doesn't like to use green screens or CGI at all. But it's such an amazing tool that's advanced filmmaking that he just
0: completely ignores. The The tagline of the movie... Is when four hundred thousand men couldn't get home, home came for them. I think where are the four hundred thousand men yeah. on the beach? There yeah. are many shots where you have Harry Styles and the other two soldiers and they're just like oh, laying well. on the beach and there's no one nearby. Yeah. And it's 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 there
1: almost wouldn't be room to like run freely. No, on it that would be it would be hectic. And you could achieve it in a very like well, or like a very like technical way and make it look amazing, and I think it would just make the movie so much like those, like wide shots and stuff, it would really set the scene and yeah. set the stakes for the film.
0: It's so weird because he does believe in enhancing with CGI, he does it, yeah. he's done it in all of his previous movies. He did it in even in Interstellar, he had to enhance in, with CGI, yep. but in this movie, he I, it feels like he just wanted to completely abandon all of the modern day like tools of filmmaking and just make like a really like grounded movie and it works like as much as i'm harping right yeah. now like i really still your favorite i, nolan, I really don't... do love this Nolan yeah. this movie it's like it's a really great movie yeah. um th- this is mostly me describing like i've said my complex relationship with with nolan, with nolan. um yeah so i think that's I, I don't have anything else to say about dunkirk i mean i could I, I could honestly sit here and talk about why i love it so much but i don't really want to yeah because there is another movie that just came out tenet tenet we've seen it um before pretty much
1: ev- everyone
0: yes i know i know uh, It screened for critics worldwide on like the wednesday did we did
1: at anywhere in the states
0: it's not released anywhere in the states currently yeah. um yeah. though there are many like like, press. Like, press I've has seen, seen it. And stuff. Um, but, yeah, the general public at large has not seen this movie in the States, at least. Yeah. It released basically everywhere else. Um, um, obviously, beyond just that, there is a very complicated discussion that we're not going to have about the reopening of theaters in this world that we're currently living in. I don't yeah. want to go there right now. Um, if All I'll say is if you don't feel safe, don't go. Yeah um and
1: that not everywhere is the same
0: and yes where we live currently in our own zero town there are zero cases currently zero cases and the theater we saw it at we wore masks we socially distanced
1: plexiglass up between every
0: seat seats um
1: but if you don't feel safe just don't go
0: just don't go um and especially if you're going to be one of those because i've seen people in the states I've seen, like, articles and stories of people who are literally flying to different states to go and see this movie because they are that excited. Um, Which, on the one hand, is interesting and kind of cool, but after seeing the movie...
1: Is it worth the plane ticket? Is it worth the plane
0: ticket? It's probably worth the wait. Uh, I would say
1: it's worth the wait to watch. And I would go, in, like, your home city or whatever, I would definitely go see the movie.
0: The... Yeah, okay, so... But I
1: don't know if I would ever book a plane ticket or drive more than 45 minutes to go see it.
0: Yes. So, the floodgates are open. I think we've already kind of hinted at what we feel about this movie. It almost feels like we shouldn't be talking about this movie because we've only seen it once. Um, we're
1: gonna rewatch it, but we have opinions. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, many opinions, lots of opinions. Yeah. Um, and we're not gonna do any kind of spoiler stuff right now. We're,
1: We're going to record our a different episode talking about Tenet.
0: It's going to be... And it's going to be spoiler heavy. And it's also probably going to be as incoherent as the movie because talking about this it, movie...
1: Yeah, <laughs> makes me feel like I've scrambled eggs. It's very own.
0: difficult. Very bare bones. I like this movie. Yes. I liked the experience of watching the movie.
1: I don't know. it was an amazing theater. I don't know if it's just because we've been held back from the theaters for so long. Yeah. But, I was riveted in that theater.
0: It's there are some like seriously interesting technical achievements. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to go into spoilers. If there anything that I hint at or talk about in this movie is Has in the taught. trailers. Yeah. Um, There's like
1: behind the scenes trailers too that talk about the uh, o- like undertaking it was to make a movie with this concept.
0: The, the most mind-blowing thing, and one of the guys we saw it with did say that it was kind of hilarious to him and he didn't take it seriously, which I totally understand, but the scene... It was done pretty well. There's a, there's a fight yeah. scene where John David Washington fights a, a guy who is... I, I should backtrack. This movie is about inversion, yeah. and I... Time inversion and, like, things traveling rev- in the opposite direction through time. time. We think. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fight scene I'm referring to, John David Washington is fighting a guy who in is... hallway. Inversed. Yes. So, he is fighting...
1: A guy that's fighting...
0: Backwards.
1: <sighs> <sighs> but is he fighting backwards? <laughs> but he is. It's... You gotta watch it. To you understand. have to watch it to understand it. But basically, to talk about the undertaking to make that is, you have to teach these, like the actor actors and the stunt to, double to, to to
0: talk fight, and fight backwards. To fight backwards. Yeah.
1: And that is crazy. And I think for how challenging that would be. Yeah. I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And to talk about Nolan as a whole, and not to give spoil, I think Nolan's importance to the industry is that he is advancing and showing what is possible. In the future of film. Yeah. That's what I think Nolan's biggest accomplishment so far is. His biggest accomplishment is advancing the industry and not taking no for an answer. He does whatever he wants to do. He does. With his films. Mm -hmm. And it's impressive. And it is immersive. And I think the greatest thing about Nolan is that he's going to inspire some kid. And in 50 years from now, they're going to be taking his techniques and mastering them. Mm -hmm. But I think he's like the beginning of a much larger idea with film.
0: Yeah. Well, where a lot of people... You have James Cameron who's making all these Avatar movies. And it's like 3D virtual reality worlds. All this... Sorry, people like this stuff. Bullshit to me. I don't really care for. Nolan hasn't Nolan doesn't even think we've exhausted the potential of 2D filmmaking yeah. and he is proving that with yeah. every movie he makes. Absolutely. Um which is why it's it's very admirable. Uh I said earlier he gets in his own way. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say he gets in his own way in this movie because there is nothing in Dunkirk like that you need to have see cgi everything that's done in camera is basically done practically yeah there are 280 visual effect shots which is astronomically low yeah for a movie of this budget um in dunkirk or Tenet? in intended yeah um so the only real issues i have with this movie is i mean again we're talking from the perspective of one viewing this yeah. basically is designed to, you have to watch this movie twice essentially so Watching it twice, yeah, watching it the one time, it's...
1: I would say go into it for the first time, watch it, take it in, and don't think about anything while you're watching it. Yeah. Just watch the movie.
0: Take it at face value.
1: Yeah. And then if you have someone that you went with, talk about it after the movie, see if you can find little things, and then, like we have, we think we've found a lot of little things... But we need to go rewatch to make sure that our thoughts aren't just
0: false. Yes. Um. And I mean, I just spent probably about five minutes previously talking about the sound mix. Yeah. Uh. Uh. This is like I think he pushed it to its limit here. This movie is so exposition heavy. Yeah. And I only think I heard maybe sixty percent of the actual dialogue.
1: I would say you hear 60% of the important dialogue. Yeah. Which is a problem.
0: It is. Because there are things that happen in this movie that I'm asking myself. Well, there are moments where people are clearly explaining what's about to happen in the movie. But I can't hear what they're saying because the sound effects and the music is so loud. And then when it happens, I'm sitting there going, why is this happening? Yeah. Uh, Screw it, whatever. I'm just going to like sit back and hope that it eventually does makes sense and to its credit it kind of does actually end up coming around that way
1: i thought i understood the movie a lot more right after until you started thinking about it until i started thinking about it yeah which is i don't know it's 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 great
0: yeah it's complex
1: it's i would love to ask cameron or nolan i mean um if all of those choices when the sound is so overbearing Mm -hmm. during dialogue if it's actually 100 percent intentional during those scenes
0: i like again that's what i think that's what that sound designer on on the reddit and he says that it makes you feel like you need to work into the movie but i wrote this on my letterbox review follow me on letterbox by the way i'll drop that plug somewhere else (laughs) um uh i wrote on my letterbox review that even though it's a huge entertainment uh the fact it it feels like a passive viewing experience it doesn't feel like an engaging in viewing experience it feels like the movie is just happening and you just have to take it at face value
1: i was engaged though that's the thing
0: well it's like i said there is a literal line in this movie where when they're yeah. explaining inversion the woman describes it as don't try and understand it understand it just feel it and i think that's basically the way you should watch the movie yeah. is don't try to understand it just, just feel to it, it. Yeah, otherwise she- you're gonna go what in the and is going yeah. on? <laughs> he kept asking me during the,
1: we were sitting beside each other, and he kept asking me, Are you following it? Are you in? And um and I kept having to be like, I think so, I think so. And then the last like five minutes, he goes, Are you following? And I go, I don't think so anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah, so that's like I don't know what what else do you have anything else you want to say that's not really not spoiler. Not spoilery. This is not a probably a very good comprehensive review. I'm sorry if you're actually trying to like get a gauge of the movie. The movie, let, I'll do a brief, brief legit, non-spoiler, quick, right. quickly right off the bat. Technical Marvel. Most of the actors are pretty good. Uh, Robert Pattinson's amazing. One of my favorite actors working yep. today. Kenneth Branagh, I thought was pretty bad. Like
1: he was definitely the worst. Yeah, he's pretty bad. And he's normally so
0: solid. He's hamming it up like big time, which doesn't work in this movie. Yeah. The music is pretty good. Not nearly as strong as other Nolan movies because it, it's not actually Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer couldn't come to do this movie. Yeah. Due to scheduling issues. Um, but like I said, yeah, it's a grand entertainment. Yeah. But to me, it feels like a passive viewing experience.
1: I also think for like the average moviegoer, the person that just loves going to the theaters mm-hmm. and to, just to be entertained, I think this movie is going to be a crowd favorite for people that don't really breakdown movies
0: which is interesting because i i'm i just can't wait for the general i don't know how like i don't actually know really anyone personally who else anyone else has seen this movie yeah um and obviously i go on the internet and most of the um like my bubble that i follow is based in the united states yeah and they haven't seen the movie yet yeah so i i'm only getting
1: like critics reviews i'm still
0: waiting i'm still waiting i'm like and not even then i'm not i haven't really tried to read too much on like what many critics are thinking. Cause there also aren't many critics that, that have, have seen it. Yeah. um, Or at least have talked about it. Maybe they have and they just haven't talked about it. So like, yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting here with the general consensus. Cause I feel like this movie might be up. A- I mean, Dunkirk was a smash hit and you wouldn't think Dunkirk would be a smash hit. And yeah. this movie, unfortunately, because of the circumstances that we're living in right Probably now, gonna be a flop. isn't going to be a, that big of a smash hit, yeah. unfortunately. That's just the world we live in. But yeah, I'm just in, interested to hear what the consensus will be going forward Yeah, once it is re- unleashed into the world.
1: Yeah, I just think Nolan's beauty is that he accomplishes like huge grand ideas mm-hmm. with like very technical accomplishments behind the scenes yeah and the actors and not only just the main actors but the background actors and like there's scenes in this movie where there's a lot of people involved mm-hmm. and just watching it is amazing mm-hmm. and it's innovative yeah and I th- I just think that's his biggest accomplishment with this film yeah. Is really showing, and it's an original idea, and it doesn't happen often where original ideas get the kind of ability to do what he's accomplishing. It's the
0: most expensive original movie ever made. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, we have much more to say.
1: Yeah, we're going to, like we said, we're going to do the
0: spoiler heavy. We're going to do a discussion.
1: But I would say if you only listen to this before you go see the movie, I would say the movie is a must watch.
0: Yeah. If, I would say. If you live in a city with coronavirus, like, that's a big worry, then, yeah, maybe second guess it, but if it's safe, if it's safe... If
1: you feel safe going...
0: If it, if you feel safe... go. That's the... Yeah. And support... If you don't feel st- safe, viewers. don't go. Yeah. I think that's... I don't want to... I don't want to... Yeah.
1: Get into the politics behind it, but it's a must-see, I think. Yeah. It sucks that it's coming out right now, but it's also so great that it's coming out this, right yeah. now, because we need new movies.
0: Yeah, we do. Um... Yeah, uh, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think this worked out okay for a little first tester episode. Um, I stay tuned for the spoiler a spoiler discussion around Tenet. Yeah. And then, I, in addition, an actual first episode, um, probably sometime later on this week, maybe yeah. in a week from now, where we actually do talk about – I want to I- formally introduce ourselves. Yeah and, and our what history with film our history with film and what what this really is going to be going like forward it's not going to be like a, a review or yeah or even like what we just did now where we center on a director yeah maybe who knows maybe occasionally we'll have other episodes like that but but that's yeah not going
1: to be what it's focused around
0: that's it um yeah i i don't have anything else to say do you have anything else to say quickly
1: no that's about it
0: all right well uh thank you for watching the very first episode of the silver screen
1: thank you for listening
0: Oh, I said watching. I did say watching. (laughs) Oh, well, it's a test episode. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for watching. Uh, We'll see you in the next episode.